Hello, Ned here. I just want to talk about bonus episodes really quick. First of all, I hope that you all enjoyed getting to listen to those first couple episodes of the obligatory talkback and also the first couple campaigns of fake character sketches here on the main feed. I've been really happy with how those have been turning out, and if you want to hear the rest of those as they're released, you can check those out over on our Patreon page. You can get those at the lowest tier, the $2 tier, pretty good value. But on an even more exciting note, I want to talk about our monthly bonus one-shots that we're going to start releasing to the public, you know, since we hit that awesome stretch goal on our Patreon a while back. We figured out what we're going to do for the first of those episodes, and I don't want to give away too many details here at the beginning, I want there to be an air of mystique. But for now, just suffice to say that Christian might just be getting that beach episode he's been wanting. <laughs> Keep your eyes out for that in the first half of next month, September 2022. In the meantime, though, let's get on with the show. Previously on ImpTab Avatar. Having succeeded in a kerfuffle with the Dai Li, in which they unfortunately lost sight of Taya as she flew off into the distance, our heroes met up with the Dai Li that they did manage to capture to do some interrogation, and holy cow, they learned some interesting stuff. They set up a little good cop bad cop routine, which turned out to be pretty helpful in getting these guys to divulge information. They learned that the Dai Li, after having been established by Kiyoshi, they had a duty not only to preserve the culture of Bossing Se, but also to take out the Earth King in the event that the office became corrupted, which, by the way, is part of the headcanon of the person who wrote the Kiyoshi novels. Just a fun mm. little tidbit about that. And after having gained some of this information, realized that the rest of the information was hidden behind a mental block because Taya had been in fact brainwashing the very daily operatives that she was converting over to her side to overthrow King Jaloom. They discovered that not much was known about Taya herself, but they were given a bit of a lead in the form of a big sweaty waterbender <laughs> who apparently is going on vacation to some warm southern place, retiring from a life of crime apparently. So our heroes decided that they would head to the foggy swamp in search of this man. Along the way, they stopped in Misty Palms Oasis and relaxed for a night before finally making it back to the library itself, where they discovered not only was Zhang Tao back in action, but there was a special visitor who was visiting with Wan Chi Tong, a visitor who Jet Soon seems to know surprisingly well, Monk Gyatso of the Southern Air Temple. Why is Jetsun so upset to see that Monkey Yatsu is here? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play, where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Shut up. Oh my gosh. So everybody out there in podcast world, we have a running gag in the cast that Caleb has horrible internet <laughs> and he cuts out of our call at the most inopportune times, including when I'm about to introduce him on the podcast. <clears throat> but now he's back. So I'm your host and GM and I've been joined by Caleb Anderton dealing with West Virginia internet. <laughs> McKenna Steele, queen for the year. And Christian Randall, the court jester. 
forever. Uh, look at this man trying to use humor to deflect from this uncomfortable situation that he's in. <laughs> I'm sure you have more pre-show announcements to go through, right? I'm sure you have more time to freeze on your internet, Caleb, right? Probably. We'll find out. <laughs> well, I am not going to let Christian put this off any longer. Yes. You, right as we concluded, had dropped your glider to the ground in shock and taken a small step back. And you see, from inside the rotunda, Monkey Yatso stands up from his seat, turns towards all of you, puts his hand together, and with a little bow says, Good day to all of you. Jetsun, it has been some time since we have spoken. Gyatsu, mm, yes, it has been uh, too long since we've spoken. I hope you have traveled well. Ah, uh, my travels have been very delightful. It has been nice to... Get away from the dramas of daily life for a little bit. And turns towards Loeb Seng and says, Ah, oh, I am terribly glad to see that you are here as well. Wonshi Tong has informed me of some of the recent misfortunes that have befallen you. And looks a little bit closer and furrows his brow and says, Loeb Seng, you look incredibly troubled. And Loeb Seng says, Ah, uh, yeah, it's been a rough time. You could say that I uh, haven't really been myself lately, but things have gotten a lot better uh, since Jetsun here came and got me out of a really bad situation. He's a stellar dude and is just like trying way too hard, gives finger guns to Monk Gyatso, <laughs> big old smile on his face. Um, am I getting the vibe that Loeb Seng has enough memory back to remember Monk Gyatso as well? Yeah, he looks very uncomfortable right now. Oh. Oh no. Um, hi. Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna hop in here. My name's Zaya. I, I work here. <laughs> I watered the plants. And really, I, th I think I I'm, pro I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm one of the cool people here. Um, <laughs> so I just thought I'd in interject and just say it's so nice to meet you. And I've heard some stuff, like some cool sayings that you say. So that's really cool. And then I'll like give like a little bow. I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. Yes. These are my fellow knowledge seekers. Zaya and uh, my friend Amar as well. Hello. It's good to meet you. Gyatso gives a bow to both of you as well and is just smiling. And Wanshi Tong turns to all of you and says, Zaya, you just reminded me, Zhong Tao completely forgot to water the plants while you were gone. So they are in a pretty bad state. If you could go take care of that for a moment. Amar, I actually have something that I would like to show you if you have some free time. But yes, absolutely. I'm all yours. Very well. Yes, come with me. Oh, we're going to be going up a couple of floors. Christian's face right now. <laughs> That's also uh, Jetsun. He's just like wildly looking around like, um, no, you can't take my friends away right now. I need them. Abandoned. So Washi Tong takes Amar under his wing and starts taking him off to one of the upper floors. Um, I feel like when Zaya is at home and comfortable, she just kind of like almost like skates around and swings around the entire place. And so she's just like, oh, okay. And just like flying around the entire library. Like, Sliding around in your socks on yeah, the polished exactly. floors. <laughs> just watering plants. That's how I imagine that's going. And we are left with just our three airbenders here in the rotunda. And Gyatso turns first to Loeb Seng and says... Uh, if you would pardon me, friend, I would like to speak with Jetsun by his own for a little bit. 
and Lob Sang looks over at Jetsoon with worry in his eyes, but still that big smile on his face and says, you got it, boss man, and <laughs> gives a very sorry glance over to Jetsoon. There's a little poof, and there's just like a mist cloud where he was standing, <laughs> and it dissipates away. Oh, he was ready to go, apparently. <laughs> and Jetsoon, you turn back to Gyatso, and you see he's already walking back over to the chairs at the table. He pulls out the one that is closest to the door and then walks around to the other side of the table and pulls out that chair and sits down on it. I take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and then I bend over and I pick up my staff and shuffle, shuffle, click, shuffle, shuffle, click, shuffle, shuffle, click, make my way to the chair nearest the door. (laughs) As you sit down, there are a few moments of prolonged and intense silence before eventually Gyatso says, Have you been well, my old friend? More than I have any right to be, and yourself. Alas, I have come to speak to you about exactly that topic. You see, things are not well within the Air Nomad culture at the moment. A grand schism has been left within our ranks. Though the Guiding Wind is no longer a practicing faction within the Air Nomads, the ideologies that they taught have remained, and there are fractures forming even within the temples themselves. Though for many years there have been some differing opinions from temple to temple, we are seeing greater dissent within the temples themselves. And I worry that perhaps we are being held back in some ways. I have been studying many of the ancient airbending texts, the words of the gurus and the monks of ages past, and it is difficult at times to separate the wisdom of their teachings from the culture that we have built up around them. And I worry that many of the other monks are not willing to understand that times are changing, Jetsun. I worry that perhaps the air nomads are not much longer for this world, that we might destroy ourselves from the inside. These are unexpected words coming from you, Yatso. I am surprised and shaken. The schisms must be deep if you are saying such things. He looks down, a look of what you take to be shame on his face, and without looking back up, he says, I am filled with many regrets in my older age, and one of those regrets is the closed-mindedness that I have exhibited on some past occasions. I wish for you to know that I do not relish the role that I had in your expulsion from the Northern Air Temple. I have had my eyes opened a little bit by a very unexpected student who has come my way. Well, I appreciate that. I know very well the impact a student can have on a teacher. And I I look back at the way that Lobsang went. I do not feel that you owe me any apology or even should be holding any regret for the way things happened. I stand by my belief that what I received I deserved. You being the instrument of it was perhaps luck on my side, for I believe there may have been sharper instruments used to excise me from the culture. You were kinder than I feel sometimes I deserved. And he gives a little smirk, actually, and says, Well, I have in fact come to offer a kindness to you. You see, you have experience and training which often has been shunned in the Air Nomad ways, but which I fear may become necessary for our survival in the near future. 
there are rumblings of great hatred throughout the rest of the nations, and the other monks do not seem to believe that such dissension could make its way to our door, but I worry. And he pauses for a moment as if trying to think how he wants to say this, and he says, Jetsun, I do not necessarily expect you to accept this offer, and certainly I would need to do a lot of work on my end to make it happen, but... I would have you reinstated into the order of the Air Nomads so that you may share your experience with us and try to overcome these schisms that have formed within our people. I take a moment. My one hand is still holding on to my staff. The other is laying palm flat on the table and my fingers trace slightly the intricate inlays, symbols of knowledge and the spirit world and all that the library encompasses and I kind of look down and pause. I have training and experience, as you say, and those experiences have shaped me into who I am now. I cannot accept immediately, if you will allow some time. I have unfinished duties here, and the news you bring is troubling. I have not run into any sort of animosity that you speak of in my travels. Though I have been recently relatively restricted here in the Earth Kingdom, would you be more direct with me? What what worries you, Gyatso? It has surprised me to see how quickly hatred can spread even amongst the ranks of those who are taught to be peaceful and loving. There are those who resent the fact that the Guiding Wind was abolished and disbanded, and who have taken such ideas and morphed them even to yet even more radical ideologies. There are some who adhere to the strictures of Guru Lagima, who are trying to rid everybody of all earthly attachments. There are those who have sought even people who are even more controversial and heretical. Over the years that you have been gone, a great change has been instated among our people. I have seen friends turn against friends, neighbors against neighbors, all out of confusion and fear. There are many who do not understand what is happening in the world, and they reach desperately for an understanding, some kind of knowledge that will help them to make sense of the world. And I do not know how to fix it. And he looks down at his hand, which you see is clenched into a fist on the table. It shakes a little bit before he releases it back out into a flat palm and says, But I hope that... Maybe bringing in some different opinions, those who have experienced other things than most of us cloistered away in the temples have, perhaps we might learn together. You have great insight, old friend. You mention knowledge. This is the greatest tool, the greatest weapon, the greatest freedom I believe we can have. And here, I gesture around me, is a repository of knowledge unlike any found on the tribes, the temples, or the lands. I invite you to stay a while, if you can spare the time. Read, study. There can be answers found in the most unlikely of places. I'm currently working on a project of great import, but I do believe that what you say does need attention. I will be doing my own reading, and I'll perhaps enlist the help of my friends, but I cannot agree to come with you at this time. I am sorry. He lowers his head a little bit again, kind of staring off into the distance, and says, I will stay for a time to learn what I can, but 
I cannot prolong my stay here for too long. And you notice his shoulders slump. You can feel this barrier kind of dropping down. And he looks at you, not so much in the sort of authoritative manner that he had before, but in more of a, more of like a contemporary sort of manner. You two are very close in age. You began studying at very similar times. Your experience is pretty equal. And he looks at you now more as an equal than as a subordinate. And he says, We have identified him, but I am worried for the other elders of the Southern Air Temple wish to notify him, to inform him of his identity prematurely before his 16th birthday. And I worry of what this might do to the child. You say the elders wish to break protocol. These are dire times that we are living in, Jetsun. If I cannot come with you at this time, is there any other assistance I can give? Anything I can do? Or I wish to help, for the cycle cannot be disrupted. I know now more than most the importance of following tradition, learning from mistakes. There's a reason we wait. He gets a little smile on his face, but you see the wheels kind of turning in his head. And he leans in a little closer and says, Have you yet regained the use of your techniques? The abilities that you lost? I look at my staff and kind of click it against the ground, but it doesn't open or unfurl or anything like that, and I kind of sigh a little bit. Uh, I have not. I am currently still blocked. He stands up at this point and places his hands together in kind of an instructional sort of position. And he says, Your skills are blocked, I would presume, because your heart is blocked to some degree. Have you forgiven yourself? No. No, I have not. Until you can forgive yourself for what you have done, Jetsun, I fear that your abilities may remain hidden from you. Even those which you have practiced at this point may not become mastered until you have forgiven yourself. I have meditated and worked. Lobsang has been by my side for much of this time now. My brow kind of furrows. But I have come across a recent opportunity in a new ally. A chance to perhaps counteract some of my past. Maybe that can be the beginning the beginning of forgiveness. He gives a little smile and says, Even now at this moment, always still thinking of others before yourself, that always was your way, Jetsun, and it is admirable. But do not forget yourself in the process. Perhaps, though, I might be able to use your altruistic desires to help you regain yourself. You never did, as I recall, learn the air cushion technique, did you? <laughs> no, I... I saw it as frivolous at the time. It is something I do regret not learning. He reaches out one hand and kind of sweeps it in kind of a J sort of shape. And you feel the air underneath you as you're sitting buoy you up effortlessly into a standing position. Your friends around you will experience many hardships, but with this technique, you may have the ability to lift them up from their fatigue. I would like to take a breath and scoop my hand in the same sort of motion that he did, bending and letting the air kind of lift him up as well. All right. We are going to get into some training, everybody. <gasps> mm. 
So, we've been using these various combat moves throughout the campaign, and we've referred to the various techniques that are learned or practiced or what have you. And the way that you learn new techniques in Avatar Legends is by having them taught to you by somebody else. So, Monkey Atsu here is offering to teach the air cushion technique to Jetsune. This is an evade and observe move, and the way it works is you soften the blows an ally takes and get them back on their feet faster. You mark one fatigue to in turn clear two fatigue, one condition, or anyone's status from an ally within reach who was struck by an attack in this exchange. Wow. That is nice. That's a really good one, yeah. There aren't too many things that let you remove conditions and stuff within combat. Yeah. So here's how the training move works. When you spend time with the teacher learning and training a new technique, roll with modifiers from the following questions. Some of these will give you a plus one, some of them might give you a negative one, so we're going to go through these and see what number you get to modify your roll. First question, is your balance in line with your center or are you free of conditions? Yes and yes. Alright, so you're going to take a plus one for that. Do you and your teacher share at least one background? And Gyatso's background is certainly monastic, which I believe is one of your backgrounds as well. Correct. So you take another plus one for that. Does your teacher agree with your reasons for training and learning? If no, take minus one. I believe he agrees with me. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise he wouldn't be teaching me. <laughs> yes, as he is actively offering you this opportunity, I would agree with that. And finally, is the technique easy to grasp based on your current training experience and skills? Um... It is an airbending technique. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like, yes, I feel like it's definitely, and, and the fact that it is for my allies, which is definitely something that I, as a squad leader, would want to focus on. Indeed. So if you had answered no, this would have been another minus one. So as it stands, you've got two plus ones, no minus ones. So you're going to roll plus two. All right. That is a 14. Holy cow. Nice. Two it, it natural, six and six. All right. Charge your dice, kids. It works. Charge your dice. I, it, I've been doing it ever since last time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So on a hit, you learn the technique and your master shifts your balance. On a full success, you learn it with ease and it takes as little time as possible. So you reach out with that hand and you repeat the motion that you just saw Gyatso perform. And your heart being kind of softened in this situation, more receptive to these things that Gyatso is telling you. You know, you came into this situation feeling very anxious and unnerved. And there's still anxiety based on the things that he's just told you about the place where you grew up. But you find this empathy within your heart and this understanding, the vulnerability that he has shown to you and the trust. And with that single move, you lift him up off of his feet so that he is standing on the chair. And he gives you a smile and says, Your skills are not to be underestimated, my old friend. <laughs> and he is going to shift your balance one toward support. And I will give him a bit of a smile and say, While I may have difficulty in some aspects of my prior training, I have had ample opportunity to continue my bending. The crowd I run with these days is a little bit younger and full of energy. They get into enough trouble to keep me busy. Ah, yes, I understand that well. My new pupil, he, he certainly keeps me on my toes. I, I pause for a moment and I, I think before speaking and I say, How, how do you think he will do? He is young, of course, but his heart is full of love and joy. Everyone who speaks with him walks away with a smile. I see fear within the young man, certainly, but I believe that he can do grand things. Well, 
That is good to hear. With the rumors you hear and the ones I'm chasing down, we will need him. And when the world is ready for him, I am sure that it shall not be disappointed. Thank you for coming. I must take some time. I have come here with my friends. I I must speak with my new master. There are troubles that we face. I do not mean to be brusque or to push you away too quickly, but I must beg your leave at this time. Yes, this is understandable, my old friend, but do practice this technique. Use it often. Techniques, as you understand, can be difficult to master, especially when one has such difficulties with self-compassion as you have expressed to me. But as you support your friends, you will see them support you in kind. You will see them respond to your guidance in marvelous ways. And as you gain these experiences, you shall master this technique. So now we're going to give you a mastery condition. The way that you are going to master the air cushion technique is by accruing four team points from your squad leader ability. Cool. Okay, so that will, uh, not the traditional in combat mastery condition. So I'm going to have a specific four team points to be able to master air cushion. Yeah, again, this is Jetsun's ability that he has where when he shows a certain type of leadership, he can gain team points and then he can further spend those to help his allies. But once he has accrued four of those, he will be able to master this technique. I like it. Um, holding onto my staff, I will give a deep bow to Monk Gyatso before I leave the room. And he gives a deep bow to you as well, and he says, I look forward to the day when you can forgive yourself, my friend. This being the mastery condition for your breath of wind. Once you have forgiven yourself, you will have mastered that technique. Mm. I like it. Secret secrets. Um, I would like to relatively quickly leave the room after we have our conversation. Uh, hunt down Zaya, Amar, Xinglai, Lobsang, and the leader of the library himself. All right. Jung Tao. Jung Tao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can probably do this after, but I want to know where the heck Wan Shi Tong took me and what he wanted to show yeah, me so while yeah. all that was going on. Yes, we will reconvene after we figured out what's going on with everybody else. Let's go with Zaya real quick because we're already in a training sort of mode. Um, we joked a couple episodes about you observing that snow cone maker and how we could turn that into a technique. Uh, I have found a way to make that work, I think, if you're interested. <laughs> Shut up. Yes, obviously I'm interested. Okay, spill it. All right. So there is a water bending technique called Breath of Ice. The idea here is you breathe shivering cold upon any foe who gets close to you. Any foe engaged with you at any point in this exchange becomes impaired until they clear the ice from their limbs. Now, the way that I think we could flavor this that would be fun is while you were eating your snow cone, you got a bit of a brain freeze and that (laughs) sparked your mind and you were like, what if I give somebody else a brain freeze in the middle of combat? (gasps) Brilliant beyond brilliant. (laughs) And I just went around and just was practicing this on Zhang Tao. (laughs) while like while he was not paying attention so he kept being like oh why is my head hurting oh my gosh i don't understand okay so as you're going around giving jong tao brain freezes uh we're going to trigger the training move for that so we're gonna have you answer those same questions okay first is your balance in line with your center or are you free of conditions yes and yes okay so that's a plus one 
Do you and your teacher share at least one background? This is interesting because you don't have a teacher per se. I am my teacher. Yeah, I'll say though, uh, with your wilderness background, this individual who is running that shaved ice stand, uh, you notice came from the water tribes as well, so probably is a similar background. So we'll give you a plus one for that. Okay. Next, does your teacher agree with your reasons for training and learning? Again, this is an interesting situation. Um, do you think this shaved ice person would be up with some of your pranks and shenanigans? I feel like any... Listen, I've spent a summer at a shaved ice shack. I feel like anybody that runs a shaved ice shack is going to be kind of like, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so, yes. That's good enough justification for me. And then finally, is the technique easy to grasp based on your current training experience and skills? I'd say so. I feel like I've used a lot of ice and water stuff. And you do have experience with your gravy snow cones Ugh. back down in the Southern Water Tribe. Ugh. So we're going to let you roll with plus two. Okay. That's 12. Right. Charge your dice. Charge your <laughs> dice, everybody. You heard it here first. So on a hit, you learn the technique and your master shifts your balance on a 10 plus. You learn it with ease and it takes as little time as possible. We're going to shift you one towards action because you're a little bit more motivated to pull pranks on people now. Yeah. But yeah, you now have in your techniques, Breath of Ice, which we can also refer to Brain Freeze, if you would so please. <laughs> I'm so excited. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to do aside from just giving Jong Tao brain freezes over and over again? Well, I just check on my plants um, and then go let Marmar run around and like his little ball for a little bit while I take like a quick power nap. Sweet. So you go to take a nap and we'll pick up with Amar and Wan Tong. So, Amar, Wanshi Tong guides you through some wings that appear to be kind of in flux at the moment, as if maybe they're being renovated for new purposes. And he leads you to this very large dome-shaped room at the end of one of the hallways and says, Now, you are a technologist of sorts, is that correct? Yes. Uh, in fact, just recently on the way back after the events at Passing Say, I had a lot of that memory come back to me, so I would say I am quite proficient with technology now. This is wonderful to hear. You see, I have of late been very fascinated by the stars, by astrological projections and such, and I had a vision to turn this room into a planetarium of sorts. But I, uh, for all of my knowledge, I must admit, and he leans in really close to you and says, I am not as aware of some of the more recent technological innovations happening in the Fire Nation at the moment. That's all right. Your secret is safe with me. <sighs> if you would be willing to help me, I would employ your services in building this planetarium. Yes, that sounds amazing. Out of this whole room, this whole huge room. Yes, I wish it to be grand. I wish one to be able to gaze in at the scale of the universe itself and to understand the movements of the sun and the moon and their interactions. That sounds incredible. I would love to be a part of this. Very good. And he goes over to a table where he has some parchment laid out and begins unfurling it and you get into the schematic drawing process. And so as part of this, I am going to offer you to learn the collect material technology technique. Ooh. Here's how this one works. It is an evade and observe technique. The thematics behind it is you scrounge up bits and bobs from the area around you that you can use to your advantage. You take three gears and become prepared. 
Gear is a temporary resource, kind of like Jetsun's team, kind of like hold when you're using a move. And in combat, you can spend gears one for one instead of spending fatigue on any technology or basic techniques. Ooh, I like it. So in an instance such as when an enemy is trying to seize a position to escape and you can mark one fatigue to block that, you instead would be able to spend one of these gears instead of marking fatigue. Wow, I really like that. That's pretty cool. So as you are working with Wan Tong on these schematics, as you're looking around trying to see what materials you have around you at your disposal, let's go ahead and activate the training roll. So we're going to ask you these same questions. First, is your balance in line with center or are you free of conditions? Yes and yes. All right, that's a plus one. Do you and your teacher share at least one background? Uh, what are your backgrounds? My backgrounds are privileged and urban. Let's see, Wan Tong, he is a fairly privileged individual, being the spirit of knowledge and all of that. <laughs> so I would say that we can count that for a plus one. Next, does your teacher agree with your reasons for training and learning? I'd say yes, because he asked me to do this. Indeed. And is the technique easy to grasp based on your current training, experience, and skills? Another yes. Yeah, this is thematically one of the simplest ones. It's just a matter of, can I collect resources from around me? Mm -hmm. It doesn't require putting them together in fancy ways. It just requires having them on hand. So let's have you roll with a plus two. All right, I've been charging my dice. Let's see if it works for me. Well, it's a partial success. That is an eight. All right. So on a hit, you learn the technique and your master shift your balance. On a partial success, it either takes more time than normal or you must mark two conditions. Hmm. I'll have it take more time than normal. Yeah, I think the way that this will resolve will be as you guys spend some time here at the library, this is going to occupy a lot of your time and attention. So while Jetsun or Zaya might be going around doing some research or gaining other resources, preparing themselves for the trip to the Foggy Swamp, you're going to be spending pretty much all your time here with Wan Tong, having some good one-on-one -on -one boss employee bonding time, <laughs> putting together this planetarium. Okay. It's going to take a while, but yeah, you learn this technique and Wan Tong is going to shift your balance one in the direction of control. I think he probably would shift it towards connection as you're developing this bond with him, but you don't have connection. So shift it one in the direction of control to kind of reflect this fact that you are once again understanding the workings of technology, understanding how you can control these bits and bobs to your advantage. Makes sense to me. All right. So all of our heroes are now one technique richer than they were before. And let's pick up with Jetsun as he is gathering everybody together. Uh, you've all had a chance to water some flowers, take some naps, work on some schematics, etc. And we have everybody gathered together. Do you have a particular location in mind, Jetsun? In the in the big meeting room, the, the sort of sanctum, the center of the library. Um, and I will offer Monk Yatso if he would like to stay. He may stay for this. Uh, he accepts your invitation. So I shuffle, shuffle, click, shuffle, shuffle, click, and I go out into the middle of the room, and I reach into my bag, and I pull out a pressed poncho of the library, and I say, Eymar Ukami, will you come forward? Uh, who, me? Uh, yeah. Step forward. And I take the poncho, and I put it around his shoulders, and it's got the three clasps uh, on the front that are shaped like little scrolls, and I say, You have proven yourself as a seeker of knowledge. 
Do you wish to accept this mantle? Yes, I do. Good. And I clasp the very bottom one and I say, For all of our work is foundational upon knowledge. And I go and I clasp the second one and I say, Upon that knowledge, we build wisdom. And I take the third and I clasp it and I say, And finally, we act. As a seeker of knowledge, you must follow these three paths. Welcome. And I give him a slap on the shoulder. And Lobsang starts clapping uproariously as everybody <laughs> else is kind of just nodding appreciatively, looking over at Lobsang, kind of like, okay, okay. I, I make sure to give like a, a good look at Wan Shi Tong, like, eh, he's wearing the cool, awesome uniform that you totally approve of. <laughs> Wan Shi Tong looks at you with those eyes that never change in emotion, and he can't clap, but he lifts one of his talons and he starts snapping with his talon. <laughs> I'll take it. I will put my hands together in front of me in a... Fire Nation salute clasp thing in front of me, and I will bow and I will say, Thank you, Sifu Jetsun. Flamio Hotman. Flamio. Flamio Hotman. <laughs> and Loeb Sang gets up and he walks over to Amar and kind of slaps you on the shoulder. And he's like, Dude, this is a call for celebration. I learned some moves in the Fire Nation. Check out my Camelephant strut, man. And he starts dancing. What? And nobody else is dancing at this moment. <laughs> he's just kind of down there doing his own thing. I will join him in the Camelephant strut. I will look to Monk Yatso and I say, If you are willing, I could use a second. And I'll go sort of into the storage area and I'll start pulling out these big woodwind instruments. I can play it myself, but I mean, uh, you know, two airbenders is a treat. I'm just doing my own kind of dance. <laughs> I'm just making it up as I go. Yeah, Gyatso grabs some of the pipes that you have handed to him. And he also pulls from his satchel a little set of kind of devotional symbols. And he straps them between his knees and he starts doing like that one man band thing where he's like yeah. moving his knees to clap the cymbals while he's playing the pipes <laughs> with his mouth. And I'll, I'll make sure to give Amar a good firm grip on the shoulder and say, welcome to the team. And I'm going to look over at Lobsang being kind of crazy and say, we may want to leave Lobsang here for a while to recover. <laughs> I'd be honored if you would accompany us as we continue this journey. Of course. While this is all going on, Shin Lai is standing next to Wan Shi Tong and kind of nudges him in the side with her elbow and says, What happened to no noise in the library? And Wan Shi Tong looks down at all of you dancing and playing music and he says, I think this is one moment in which I can forget that rule. <laughs> and at the conclusion of your little dance party here, Lobe Sang goes over to his seat and he pulls out a bowl that's full of dumplings and he bites into one and you see him slurp some soup out of it. And he says, guys, Zhang Chao learned how to make these awesome dumplings while we were gone. You should try some of these. <laughs> soup dumplings. I love these. <laughs> and as you guys are chowing down, Jetsun, Lobe Sang looks at you and then looks over at Monkey Yatsu and looks back and says, uh, Gyatso invited me to go back to the Southern Air Temple with him. And I know that you're going to be super busy with all this. And I mean, like you are my best friend in the world and I respect the heck out of you, man. But I feel like I need to sort of relearn some things. And I feel like maybe being back in the temple might be able to offer me the opportunities I need to do that. I look up from the soup dumpling. It's kind of like hanging from my mouth like a little bag. And <laughs> behind my giant glasses, again, my eyes are just filled with tears. Mm -mm. I think that is a marvelous idea. My friend, look out for those whom I cannot protect. He gives you a bow with a smile and he says, Hey man, I don't do anything else. <laughs> that has always been true. 
and I'll give him a big old hug. And he gives you a big old hug in return and says, and I don't think you guys are going to be lacking in having some new support to help out with the team. And he looks over at Amar with a smile and he says, I mean, this guy might even be more capable than I am. Oh, don't sell yourself short. Although he has been an impressive asset. Plus, I mean, I don't want to get in the way of him and Zaya, so <laughs> I'm just going to get out of the way, let that happen naturally as it will. And, uh, you know, while I'm watching over the people who can't protect themselves, I need you to watch over the people who can't understand their own romantic feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best. There burgeoning awkwardness is quite enjoyable. Yeah, I, I feel kind of bad that I'm leaving you with the more difficult task out of this deal, <laughs> but I have trust that you'll be able to make it happen. I will do my best. As the festivities wind down, is there anything else you guys would like to do before you take your first night of rest back home in the library? I'd like to go to whatever pile of scraps was left over, shoved with me in my room and just try to reconnect with Fifi, see if there's any way that I can begin the process of rebuilding her. Yeah, a role to rely on your skills and training. He still has the paper, right? The, the schematics, I do. That's right. Thanks for reminding me. It had been a while. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, just barely. That's a seven. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. You're a little rusty on your technology training, but you just barely managed to pull through on a partial success, you do it imperfectly. So you're starting to put the pieces together. You're doing them in incorrect configurations. You're like looking at your schematics, like my handwriting is horrible. How did I read this? <laughs> and it takes you a while and you're getting kind of frustrated with it, but you look down at the scraps and you see another little piece of metal that also has the character fee written on it. And you take the two, you put them together kind of like a friendship locket or a charm bracelet or whatever. <laughs> and with a single precise welder's flame, weld them back together. Fifi, there you are. Don't worry, old girl. We'll get you sorted out. And uh, I'll just say that I know I'm going to be busy with Wanchi Tong's project, but whatever spare time I do have is going to be spent trying to rebuild Fifi. All right. We'll give you some additional rolls for that moving forward. But for now, time for Amar to rest. Jetsuner Zaya, anything you want to do before you go to sleep? I would like to take a few books just from different cultures, from the Air Nomads, the Water Tribes, the Fire Nation, and the Earth Kingdom, and specifically look for times in history when there was schisms and strife within the culture and how it was resolved and how it was handled by those in power and, and just sort of looking into that as a side project. I, I need to focus on, you know, getting these scrolls that were stolen back, but I, I would like to start looking into those things that Monk Yatso mentioned. Yeah, you grab the scrolls and the books and you bring them to the circulation desk with the requisition form and Shin Lai looks up at you and says, really, I was just about to close down for the night. <laughs> You're a little light reading, just now that I'm back home. She rolls her eyes and approves your requisition form. And as you're departing from each other, she grabs some of her stuff from behind the desk, including the romance scroll that you picked up from <laughs> Bossing Say, looks at you and says, now, if you don't mind, I'm going to be busy for the rest of the night. I'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy. And she gives you a little wink and she walks away. Oh, if only I were four or five decades younger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so all of you lay your heads to rest, ready for a new day ahead of you, a new arc, a new trip to the foggy swamp. But for now, 
that's where we're going to pick up next time. Yeah. Nice. A lot of stuff in this episode, guys. Yeah. Finally getting some new techniques for these people. Yeah. The techniques are huge. That's mm-hmm. been very helpful. It feels good to be home. <laughs> it's fun that the library feels like home. Yeah. It's it definitely your space. That's mm-hmm. nice. It's mm-hmm. what the library feels like. It feels safe. It, it, it's really nice. <laughs> and so we're going to let these guys take a little rest in their safe home space. But for now, thanks everybody for listening to ImpTab Avatar. And we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a man who has finally cracked the code to make soup dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> you can go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you'd like to talk with Caleb about his own personal connections to things mechanical, especially now that he's got a farm to run. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to reach out. Another way that you can connect with us is through our Patreon account that we recently launched. If you join that at the second tier, you can get access to our community Discord where you can talk to us directly. You can watch our monthly hangout streams where we chill. You can chill with us, ask us questions, just have a good time. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you there. Hey there, it's FutureNet here once more to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. First off, we're going to do kind of a two-for-one in a segment I'm going to call Grand Parent Appreciation Corner. We've got Christine Lines and Darren Falter coming in from both sides of the family to support Caleb and his wife and those beautiful grandchildren. Thanks so much for joining along and for all the support that you're giving from the show. It means the world to us. And then the third and final person we're shouting out this week is Dave Tuttle, an old friend from our college days back in the theater department. Been here with us from pretty much the very beginning of Improv Tabletop. We loved having you there for us then. We love having you here for us now. Thanks for your continued support. That does it for this week. We'll have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week. But for now, on with the show. Let's do a round of plugs. Caleb, would you like to take that this time? Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for being here, for listening to the, all this. This really means the world to us that you choose to spend your time here. So thank you very much. Uh, we also have a sister podcast. It is called iCast Fireball. It is a 5e D&D adventure going through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. It is a lot of fun. We also have quite the backlog of Fate episodes. If you have not yet listened to those, go do so. And you know what? Even if you have listened to those, I go back periodically and listen to some of my favorites, and (laughs) I love them. Improv is just so special. It's really fun to watch a beautiful story be made up on the spot. I'd recommend listening to those again if you haven't already. Tell your friends. (laughs) And my personal plug is for the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Mm. It's been around for quite some time. A bit of a staple in the philosophy genre for quite a while. I only read it for the first time a couple years ago, and I have gone back and reread most of it, if not all of it, since I read it. And man, it's good stuff. There is less motorcycle maintenance and less Zen Buddhism than I expected for a book (laughs) with such a name. But man, it's good. If you haven't read it, go check it out. It can be some heavy reading. There's a lot of stuff in there. But 
It's a great book that explores a lot of the complicated aspects of life and also was a lot of inspiration for the character of Amar. So you might find out a little bit more about him through reading that. <laughs> right on. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of Imptab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by Caleb Anderton playing Amar Ukami, McKenna Steele playing Zaya, and Christian Randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Imptab Avatar. I just want to have a complete episode of all the times animals or children or fire trucks, fire trucks <laughs> or anything. Oh, something's interrupting me. Oh, something's interrupting mm-hmm. me. Can you can you stop scratching the couch? <laughs> oh, we lost Caleb. Oh, oh we, we lost, lost Caleb. <laughs> Sound of banjos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Previously on Imp Tab Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> The timing of that. That was amazing.